0: The idea is to remove and stretch yourself, and remove blockages from life. It's simple, but the shortest way.
1: This is Glenn Murphy with NC Systema, and this is Systema for Life. Our Cindy Grevnoff, thanks so much for taking the time. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Greg. Cool. So it's been a fantastic first day of the seminar here in uh, Virginia at Tideboard at Systema, and looking forward to day two. Um, for folks who don't know you so well, um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you found Systema in the first place? What got you into it? Where and when did you find
0: Systema? Uh, uh, I found Vlad when I was 15 years old and I was training at an MMA school, uh, Alex Wilkie's martial arts. Uh, and Alex, I believe... That you, in order to be a well-rounded martial artist, you need to study all martial arts, like boxing, MMA, karate, like, you know, pretty much everything. And he invited Vladimir over because he's also Vlad's student and instructor under him. And he was, I think, one of the only first instructors in New Jersey. Hmm. So he invited Vlad over. And of course, like everybody else, I was wowed. You know, but I didn't really start making the trips up there until I was about twenty-one, twenty-two.
1: Were you uh, competing in MMA at that time? Were you training mostly, or did you like do amateur fights and stuff just out of interest?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I competed in grappling tournaments. I never competed in an MMA fight. Gotcha. Right. Cool. And was it at uh, the suggestion then of your
1: instructor at the time? They're like, "Oh, this guy's my instructor. You can learn some stuff." Were you skeptical at first or were you like, yeah, give me some of this system of stuff? Uh,
0: before I met Vlad, Alex was always talking highly of him. And he mm-hmm. said that he is the best martial artist in the world. And I had like a lot of respect for Alex. Mm-hmm. So I knew he was, you know, legitimate, you know, just by his word. But when I met him, it's like uh, I've never seen anybody work like that. You know, so I was intrigued at first. What What was different from what you'd seen before? uh the friendly the friendly approach i guess you could say in the martial arts you know the open and friendly approach hmm. it, it wasn't it wasn't like a rigid style and you know like a happy russian guy you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so was mma your first exposure to martial arts or did you train other things
0: before that uh i started when i was six in Minsk, belarus hmm. and i did there i did wrestling sambo karate kung fu all those arts and then taekwondo as well yeah. quite spread them yeah yeah, okay. yeah pretty much yeah pre- you name it i've done it kind of. <laughs> you, you know, yeah.
1: yeah yeah cool so um when did what how old were you when you moved so you moved from belarus to yes this? yeah straight to new jersey or did yep. you move around other places no no we moved straight to new jersey okay
0: uh, yeah. mm. cool okay
1: great uh, and then so you started after that first seminar you started traveling up to toronto to train with vladimir and then or did you go to seminars or what was your path into like training more systemic? Did you go straight
0: away or were you like, yeah, I'll dabble a little bit or keep. I haven't seen. Lots since I first met him for about six years. Wow. Okay. Because at first I was wild, but I, uh, I was 15 years old. Hmm. So I didn't really understand fully what was happening. You know? hmm. Um It's not until I guess <clears throat> my life took like more of a spiritual interest. Hmm. That, I decided to go to him because, by the suggestion of Gene Smithson, right, you know, yeah, he said, yeah, you should go check out that guy. You, you, you and him would find you know, get along, right. So, at the time, I was looking for a kind of like a spiritual guide.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I found Vlad, and when I came to him the first the first time I met him, I said, uh, I'm not here to learn any techniques. You know, I want spiritual. Ritual practice area, you know, hmm. he's like, all right, let's go. And then he, he, uh, after the first class, he came up to me <clears throat> and he gave me a whipping. That was, the, and that was kind of like, I guess, initiation, I guess a cleansing, hmm. you know, all, all, all of that. And then that was the morning class in his old school. And then when I came back for the night class,
1: hmm.
0: just the fact that I came back, hmm. he, he had the biggest smile on his face, <laughs> you know, and he knew I understood, you know, and that's exactly what I came for. Right. You know, there was no words to explain to me at that time what was necessary for me. You know? So I feel like he knew exactly what to do. Yeah. And then after that, I started coming to him several times a year. For about four years, and went like, there several times a year, and stay there for about a week. So, um,
1: so would you say at the moment, like sistema is your kind of primary art, or you, do you train other arts concurrently? Do you still grapple? Or do you still box, or do other stuff? Or do, you, do you find ways to integrate it all?
0: Uh, sistema is pretty much embedded in everything I do. I love to grapple. I love to box. I love to do all of that, but. Sistema is the basis, pretty much, for all my work.
1: Okay. Do you feel like, um, having come from other arts and uh, other ways of looking at things, do you have a sense that most people could benefit from at least some exposure to Sistema as as an operating system, or do you think it's just something that's for some people, some people aren't going to get it, you know, that kind of thing?
0: Uh, I truly believe that it's pretty much for every single human being, but... It has nothing to do with sports or athletics because we all move, right? We all breathe. Uh, We all need rest.
1: Hmm.
0: We all are tense and don't know our relaxation. Hmm. So these are like the basic underlying principles of like a human functioning,
1: Hmm.
0: you know, that that go far beyond martial arts or any sports, you know, that I feel like we as humans are lacking to be better humans. Hmm. So I feel like yeah, it should be just part of physical culture, and every single person should do it.
1: Have, have you always felt this way about what systema is, or has your concept of systema kind of changed over time along you've been yeah. training?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely changed. Okay, <laughs> it's yeah. definitely changed.
1: Okay, yeah. do, do you remember any kind of uh, key episodes or like key moments in your training where you felt like things just changed? That like, was a breakthrough, or there was a before and after, you know.
0: Um, uh, I guess the more I train, the more I teach, and the more my spiritual uh practice is evolving, you know like that's pretty much the difference in in my view being different, you know, as I change my view changes of the system as well hmm. um, I've been doing it for almost half my life, pretty much, hmm. so it's kind of like part of me, you know.
1: So um, so this weekend, you're introducing a whole bunch of people here, um, many of whom have had no experience, including myself, uh, in this particular device, <laughs>
0: the system yeah, yeah. of a
1: Pravila. Right? Oh, yes, is that, is that say it correctly? Yes, but,
0: Pravila. Know, pravila.
1: Yeah. Um, so could you describe, for the benefit of nobody who ever, has ever seen anything like yeah. it, because uh, most people haven't. Yeah. <laughs> and if they did, they'd look at it and be like, is that being hung and quartered yeah. or the, yeah. some sort of medieval torture device or something? Yeah. Or that's kind of what it looks like from, yeah. from the outside. But how would you
0: describe it? How does it work? Well, it is a medieval torture device. <laughs> <laughs> it's also that. Like, yes, <laughs> it's also, it's also yeah. yeah. It's also that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about pradila, right? As you as you saw today, mm. it's very hard. You know, we can talk about it, but you can't really say what it is. Kind mm. of a deal. You know? It's um, the idea is to remove and stretch yourself and remove blockages from your body. It's the body. The simple way, the shortest way to put it. Mm um it is done by decompressing the body uh, every system of the body gets stretched and gets a workout
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh relaxing the whole entire body empowering the body mm-hmm. it could be a lot of those words yeah but um as far as the methodology you strap up by wrists and ankles and you have to get lifted in the air mm-hmm. uh we use weights bags Uh, you can also use a winch device to do that Mm -hmm. the evolution I used the winch device for about three four years and then I switched to the weights Uh, I don't know out of intuition and I knew in Russia in the olden days they did that with the weights so I kind of felt like that that was right and uh, it needs to be a lot of range of motion and there needs to be also different angles for stretching because you saw that it's completely different on sure. every angle. You know? So it just made sense. We need to be stretched from all sides in every single way. So I made it. Uh, we have it weights and we have it all angles.
1: Yeah. So, so it's, um, it's been suspended from like cuffs at the wrists and ankles, either in kind of a face down prone position or a face up supine position typically that's the way you start right or either balled up or stretched out kind of uh, and then you work from there using tension pulling limbs towards the body rolling yourself around and is 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 there kind of like a a beginner's practice is there a way for somebody to dip a toe um and then exercises that you go on with or is it purely based on individual
0: feel how you work your way through um there are some general rules and guidelines you know but like i said in the seminar. I feel like this practice is best done one-on-one hmm. because it's a very personal thing and we're all different. We all need different things and we all have different goals. Yeah. Um, so I feel like each instructor should, you know, it has to be custom. So, so you say, is it imperative to work with a with an
1: experienced instructor? Definitely the first time you try it, it's not the sort of thing you just want to build for yourself and have a crack at and see if you can figure it out.
0: Yes, but that that uh, is kind of like an issue right now because there are no experienced instructors, right? Right. That I know, you know, and like to me, an experienced instructor. You have to go through the basic training and understanding. You have to know the basics of massage, you know. You you know you have to know the basics of sistema because without that, I feel like the person is not gonna get a lot from this work, like Sistema is the basic uh, understanding, so if the person doesn't know Sistema, you have to teach them that before they start stretching.
1: Okay, so it's kind of a prerequisite for somebody to know how to breathe properly, to deal with discomfort, or to tense and relax their body, or hold their structure, you kind of had to know those things before you can really start playing with it at any depth, would you say? Yes.
0: Yes, that's actually, I would say, for every single activity. Okay. Sistema, like I said, right? It's a prerequisite yeah. for every single activity. Sure. You know, but I really is just like a, an intense, an intense highlight how important this work is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: I've got to say it was it's, it's very surprising for me, and I've been through some experiences like deep massage and whip work and all kinds of different things in sistema, um, but and today really surprised me with how quickly it really got to the root of the problem <laughs> you can feel where your tension is you can feel where your fear is and you either let it go or you don't right mm-hmm. it's uh it's very uh it's very honest i found by mm-hmm. like, in that kind of way and it's uh and it's a lot more even though in one way it's uncomfortable it was reassure- reassuring in an odd kind of different way right once mm-hmm. you relax into it it's it became very kind of self-directed and you could scale it to what you wanted it to do right it's, it's not like receiving a massage where you just have to trust the person to go the right place and go deep um like you can choose how deep you want to go to an extent right
0: yeah i mean it's you doing the work yeah right and the first time you stretch you pretty much have no idea what's going on Mm. your body and your psyche is just trying to comprehend what's going on Mm. as you keep training uh, you keep getting to know each other it's like a relationship Mm. Uh, what i do like about this kind of work though it's it's you who's doing the work you know you don't depend on another person you don't need another person uh, with training with proper training and practice mm-hmm. right like it's a self sufficient like it's like a massage a chiropractic physical therapy mm-hmm. a workout a martial arts training you know all in one yeah and a spiritual practice of course yeah. So so what um what unique benefits have you noticed
1: since you've been training? And you've and you've been stretching, you said earlier, about six years now. Yeah, so um yeah. so what unique kind of emergent things have you found? I mean obviously you might expect that you get more flexible or you get more mobility, and that seems intuitive, but it seems to me that you get a lot more out of this. Um what things have you noticed that have changed in either your perception or the way that you feel or
0: anything at all really since you've been practicing? So the biggest thing um is that I'm not in pain anymore, you know? Because the reason why I started stretching and doing Pravila work is because I was in constant pain because of uh, some problems with my back. You know, I was born with scoliosis and I've herniated discs and I have torn ligaments because of years of martial arts practice. So my body was in constant pain, mm-hmm. and when I went to the doctor, they took the X-ray. They said the only thing is surgery. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't. I didn't want to do surgery. You know, I don't even want to take an Advil if I have a headache if I don't need to. You know, so I decided to heal myself. I took it, I kind of took it like a challenge. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, that's the only alternative you're going to offer me. I'm gonna. I'm just going to heal myself. You know, so the the biggest to me, the biggest previla benefit has been my health. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think, um, like Sistema? you feel like it has a place everybody can benefit from that? Do you feel like on some level everybody can benefit from Pravila or, or is it again going to be restricted to some people who are willing to put the work in? It's only for good people. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Can you expand on that? No. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Cool. Great. Um, so for yourself now, um, do you have a mixture of things that you do to maintain your own health and your own routine? Is it all pravila, or do you do other types of exercises? What, what does your daily routine look like when you get up in the morning, when you mm. go to bed?
0: Um, like I said, I've been doing Sistema for half my life. so <clears throat> the principles of breathing, relaxation, movement. I feel like they're, you know it's part of me. I don't need to like a set a separate time aside for my training. Mm. And I feel like as soon as I wake up I'm train. yeah that was a question again
1: yeah does um does your training kind of always take the same shape, or do you do right. different things every day is do you have a routine or common denominators things that you do all the time to kind of maintain your right. edge
0: right right um basically right now, I just focus on the pravio work you know I do a lot of breath work. I don't need to do movement work as I own a construction company <laughs> so I do movement work. <laughs> as, well, as part of my job, you know, um, as health practices are concerned, it's uh, mostly pravila and I do sauna. I have that both in the gym and in New Jersey, so you gotta practice what you preach, right? So I do that on a daily almost. Uh Sauna, I don't recommend doing more than two times a week. Mm-hmm.
1: For the Pravila itself, is it possible to overdo that too? I mean, if somebody got really fanatical about it and would just wanted to do it for like six hours a day, is there a downside to that? Is there a point at which it becomes detrimental?
0: Yeah, yeah, I learned it the hard way or the, or the, the easy way, whatever you want to say. But I had, uh, this past summer, I, I had three Pravila sessions a day and kind I kinda had too much energy. So that was the downside, you had to, <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not something people normally complain about, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Normally, people go to coffee and energy drinks for they to try and get some back, you know. Like.
0: People don't understand what energy, right? people don't understand energy, the overflow of energy, yeah, the lacking of energy. Everybody feels that's that's what the gives you as it releases your uh, tension spots and blockages, right? Energy just flows naturally, we just hindering it through our blockages. Mm. So once you open up those blockages, more energy just flows. And when you kind of learn how to harness that energy, it kind of multiplies. It doesn't just add up, it kind of multiplies. You know? mm. uh, and if you don't need all of it, like we don't need all of that energy for daily life. That you can get. Mm. Uh, because most, uh, it was for warriors before going to battle. And they used to hang over night. So, I mean, you know, just imagine you were going to go and chat people up and you might get chopped up. You know, they use their practice to go into a certain state and to strengthen their lives. You to be able to cope and deal with that.
1: Is there any class of person now for whom you feel like that still might be relevant? Not many of us have to put on like 60 pounds of armour and wade into battle <laughs> on a daily basis, but is it maybe like high-end athletics or is, was, is there any time when or type of people that you'd feel like might benefit from a lot of practice to get that excess energy yeah
0: absolutely um pretty much any professional athlete that's serious anybody who wants to be a professional athlete they need that energy because they compete Hmm. Uh, if you don't compete you don't need that much you you don't need that much you just need to stretch maybe once a week twice a week even every day, you don't need to do it unless you do martial arts. And you know, you need you need some you, know, you need to harness a lot more energy than you using in your daily life. Do, do you work with um, any professional athletes yourself, like on an individual basis at your at your school? Uh, not professional athletes, but I do work with a lot of jiu-jitsu guys that compete in different grappling tournaments and stuff like that. And you find that makes a big difference to their the ability to compete. Yeah, it's huge. It's mm. huge. What the guys say it's like life changing. Right. Where would you like to see um,
1: Pravila going? Would you like to see the practice become more widespread? Would you like to see one in every school, or what's what's your vision if you have one? If you've thought about
0: it for the yeah, future of that, yeah, like my vision is for it to become a natural phenomenon, right? Like a, a part of physical culture as well. It should be in every single gym. Any active lifestyle person needs it. And your normal, not active lifestyle. Person, when like when you feel better, you're going to be a better person. Right.
1: Maybe the world needs a bit of that right now.
0: A lot of it. Yeah,
1: a lot. Of it. Great. Well, so, if people want to find out more about training with you, like online, or if they're in the New Jersey area or something like that, where would they find more information about you
0: training? Uh, they can go on Previla USA dot uh, com or Fight and Heal, which is my uh, martial arts website school,
1: okay. right? and it's is that open to anybody coming into things? Do they have to have previous experience with conditioning stuff or martial arts, or is it do you take people from the very beginning? Uh,
0: skill level, I take people from the very beginning, but I don't teach everything. Okay, <laughs> That's it. Well, thank you so much. I'm
1: really looking forward day to the seminar and to training more with you in the future and learning more about probability. It's been fascinating so
0: far. And thanks for taking the time. All right. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about training at NC Systema, you can visit us online at www.ncsystema.com. If you'd like to find out more about Systema classes and seminars worldwide, please visit www.russianmartialart.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please take a few minutes now to give us a review on iTunes. This is probably the best way of helping us get the word out. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future guests and discussion topics, please contact us via www.ncsystema.com or email me directly at glenn at ncsystema.com. That's glenn with two n's at ncsystema.com. We welcome your feedback. Many thanks, good health, and see you in training.